What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Lair. I'm Kyle. I'm Ray. <laughs> We've got another good one for you guys today. We got a BO Dub show. Gonna be diving into. Actually, why don't you give everybody a little update on what we're what's going on here with our BO? All right, listen, listen here, everybody, listen up. Don't mind us switching it up. <laughs> we're shooting from the hip almost all the time. Um, <laughs> We had a plan to do Clementine, which we uh, are, we're going to put that one in our back pocket for the meantime. Well, uh, let's just say we had a little trouble. Um, as in, I say we, I mean me, had a little trouble getting the book. And, um, anyways, I'm stoked to get into the one that we chose for for runner up. Yeah, so am I. And um, never was really on my radar. And then last week, I heard Ross talking about it. Kind of was like, dude, this sounds. Super interesting. I want to check it out. And um, so we're going to get into uh, Eat the Rich from Boom. Yeah, buddy. I'm stoked to get into it with you. A lot of boom. Dude, boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 baby. (laughs) (laughs) How was your week, dude? I had a good... Well, you know what, man? That was going to be a lie. I had a rough week, dude, just all around. (laughs) (laughs) Just being honest with you. I mean... I try to stay out of the news, but obviously you can't avoid stuff like that went down this week. And that's just been heavy and, you know, just tough, man. Tough week, tough work week. It was a challenging week for me as well, dude. It was, um, it was like one of those weeks that was just nonstop. Everything was going crazy and, um, good grief. I couldn't wait for tonight. I'm going to tell you one thing, dude. I will never, ever purchase a piece of ikea furniture from my house i have been doing nothing but building ikea stuff for work for all week like my forearm is lit up from all the screwing i've been doing yeah it is i mean I keep let me see how do you got a good forearm i got pump a going? ripped forearm bro are you looking like popeye dude that'd be the you dream know the, let, let me ask you this let me ask you this. Let's get down yeah. to it. Let it rip. Are you using the tools that IKEA sends, or do you guys have a decent set of tools? <laughs> no, I brought my tools from home to use there, and we got a we got like a cool little like Stanley set. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much, you're using the tools from IKEA. <laughs> the only thing I have from home that I brought was a ratcheting screwdriver. <laughs> Dude, those things are a modern miracle, dude. <laughs> I wonder how they did it back in the day. Like, just sitting there twisting it is no good, bro. Dude. And then the ones that really suck, dude, are when you get the uh, Allen wrenches, and you got to use the ones that came with the uh, IKEA furniture. And- yeah, that's what I mean. Those are terrible. Let's get it out of here, bro. Dude, you know what's so funny, man? Every time I'm building these things, I'm not a builder, dude. I'm not a carpenter. It's not my thing. <laughs> But they just assume because because I work in the warehouse that I must be great at building Ikea furniture. And, uh, dude, I like I have this thing like if I'm putting the screw in like it needs to be tight. Like you're stripping it out. You're cracking. You're cracking that particle board. (laughs) Dude, I cracked like 18 screws today and I stripped like every single one and I just have to be quiet about it. Like, Will, I hope they never find out that they can't take these out. Just put a little glue up in there. Gosh, dude. And then uh, we're trying to find some, uh, what are those things called in the wall that you try to get a screw into? Where there's like wood, you try to find it. What's it called? A stud? A, yeah, a stud. So I yeah, yeah, yeah. We got this stud finder, right? And I'm like being all like beep, 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 beep. And I finally find it at work, dude. And so then I got the drill and I'm like, I got the stud. And bro, it's a freaking metal stud everywhere because I couldn't even drill past it or screw it like into con- it. Like concrete or something back there? Or? I don't know, but my stud finder is broke. Yeah, you need to upgrade your tools, man. Dude, you know what I kept thinking about though? <laughs> oh, I can't talk about it on the show. Never mind. <laughs> no, let's hear it. You gotta. Come I, out we with literally it. can't on the show. I can't. <laughs> I'll have to I'll, tell you off air. <clears throat> Dude, I'll tell you what. I've uh, I hate putting furniture together as well. And <clears throat> not too long ago at work, we were putting together like these office chairs or something. No, they were like like lounge lounger chairs, and there was four at work. 
You're building lounge chairs? Yeah, dude. There was like four of them. And they were nice and comfy and like oversized lounger chairs or whatever for somebody's office or something. I don't know. And um, I think uh, we had somebody else put together three of the four, right? And I was like, oh, these are easy. I'm going to throw this last one together. No big deal. They had to take off. Dude, I didn't have any directions because I was like, this is all it is is putting on these legs. Like, it's not a big deal, dude. (laughs) Three times I put the legs on wrong, dude. And I was like, every single time I was like, I got it. I'd flip it around and it would like be lopsided. And I was like, okay, I got to flip the fronts to the back. Then I would do that. And then they were pointing the wrong direction. And it was like, just so weird. And finally after the, like all my coworkers are busting up at me and I'm just like, I can't figure this out. I already (laughs) threw away the directions and they went on weird. It wasn't like a, like a normal looking like leg. It was like weird shaping like, legs at this i don't know it was a weird piece of furniture dude i couldn't get it man and it was just embarrassing and i was like this is terrible like i can't even put together four legs on a chair get me out of here (laughs) take me out coach like usually i'm pretty good (laughs) yeah and the thing with ikea furniture is i bought like you know, you'll buy the same thing, like two of the bookcases or whatever, and like one will go together like a breeze, and you'll get another one that has like a warped piece of particle board, yeah, and it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to be done with it, dude. I do got a, sto- a story for you to keep following up on our sports stuff just to keep everybody updated. Well, let's get in. Let me hear your sports, because I got a question for you before we get going, but let me hear your sports. Dude, I'm at my daughter's softball game. And people are just losing their minds at this ref, dude. I'm sick of parents going nuts at refs. Dude, and, like, the coaches were yelling at the ref and uh, telling her, like, go home and read the rule book. And, uh, <laughs> like, dude. And then, like, after the game, I heard them all saying, like, she doesn't belong here. And I'm like, dude, this is a human being. And then I found out, dude, after the game, she was crying. Yeah, it's all, dude. And that's for how old? Like seven, seven year olds? Eight U, so eight and under. Dude, I went last Great week. example you're setting for your kids. Yeah, right? dude. Parents are nuts. I go to a rec. Well, so my daughter plays in like the city league volleyball, and it's like the you have the rec league, like 17 U, and then you have the, the competitive league. And so she's in the competitive league, 17 U, right? And we go to our first game. And this little old dude, he reminded me of the little old man from Up. Right, comes mm-hmm. strolling out across the court, and I already am like, I love this guy because he could be like <laughs> your cool grandpa who takes you out fishing, uh-huh. and it's supposed to be a couple hours, but it just takes you a couple hours to get there because that's how he is. And he's strolling along across the court. You know, he gets over to us, and he has to the volleyball refs stand on this platform like four feet high, right, so they could see everybody. And the one they had was broke. So they're like trying to fix this second one, right? And so he's turning around and like just trying to tell old man jokes and like just a funny old man. And I was like, I like this dude, but volleyball is a fast sport. I don't know how he's going (laughs) to, I don't know how he's going to keep up with this. Like, you know, like I love him, but I don't think this is the right fit for you, my man. Like, you know, Maybe you got to get on the badminton court and watch a game or something. I don't know if the volleyball 17U, it's going pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So first of all, they finally fixed this platform and he stands up there, dude. And he's got to be pushing 80. He gets up to the top and one of the screws wasn't all the way in and the platform fell. The front court. Oh, of the, no. And I thought he was going down. And oh, so no. we all jump up. We help him. Anyways, it gets fixed and he starts refing this game. He starts refing. <laughs> and there was a couple calls that uh, he was usually they have like um, people on the lines to tell the main ref um, like across the court if the ball was out or in, you know, on fast yeah, plays. Yeah. But they didn't. It was just him. And there was a couple calls that I couldn't tell from where I was. And I was right behind him up in the bleachers if they were out and in, like really close. And so they were just like borderline. Right. No big deal. Well, we we won the first set barely. It was like a super good game. And our second set starts, and we're doing great. And um, we're about to get game point, right? Because you got to win. I think you got to win by two. Anyways, we're about to win. Um, The other team's down. I can't remember how many they're down, but um, 
there's they start the volley and it's going nuts like kids are diving everywhere and this is the game point so the other team is like you know Putting you get it all on the line. yes their adrenaline's up they're diving all over dude parents are going nuts dude they're already kind of fired up because this ref has had some questionable calls well all of a sudden dude they have this mad volley going for literally like three or four minutes it was the coolest funnest volley like watching it you know and all of a sudden he starts blowing his whistle dude and i'm like everybody's like what happened and he starts he points at the other team not my daughter's team the other team and he's like you guys hit it four times game's over because you're only allowed to hit it three you know Uh and everybody starts going nuts and i'm looking at the ref like bro that's you messed up he like they hit it three and yeah. hit it over and how can you mess that volley up and dude parents went off on this guy everybody of course was videotaping it so they're like we got a video review over here yeah. and so me i was just like dude just like replay it not a big deal but he was like sticking to his guns dude uh, like i'm 80, not bro. doing this he's 80 year old man he sticks to his guns and that's when like parents started going like one of the parents next to me i really felt really terrible like yeah it was a very terrible mistake should have never happened i don't know if the team would have won anyways like all we needed is one point but you never know they could have gone on a crazy yeah. rally and came back and won and it's rec league it's not like anything crazy you know but like one parent next to me like stood up and was like yelling like loser and i was just oh like my <laughs> yes dude i looked at my wife and i was like we gotta go before his fists start flying around Jeez, here dude and like i just felt bad and i mean i get it i'm competitive you know but at the same time man oh, gosh it just is rough yeah. how people can be dude dude that's way too wild man Really quick before we bounce on this, I think you had a question too. Don't forget that. But I just wanted to tell you, in college, dude, I took a badminton class and I took <laughs> it seriously, dude. Dude, remember when we played badminton in high school? We were the champs. I loved it, dude. I just loved it, man. Do you like pickleball? I don't know if I've ever played pickleball. Bro, pickleball is serious next to me. And I got a buddy. He's in a league. And I in wish a pickleball I, league? I wish I had time to join it because I would love to be in a pickleball league. I did see there's one around us that's a new pickleball league for the old people. Yeah, that, and I'm sure like 85 to 90% of them are retirees, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't care. I would let that competitive drive just smash those. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, I mean, I would at least have a little bit of a chance of winning. Yeah. But it looks fun. They take it serious. Yeah. What was the question? Oh, dude. So before we were getting in, going on the show, you had to wait a couple minutes for me. My wife sent me on this wild goose chase to get, she wanted ice cream, right? So I'm like, all right, I'll go get ice cream. Like, do you even like ice cream? Like, what's your, <laughs> <laughs> what's your go-to dessert? Because I'm not the biggest ice cream fan. And I'm just like, man, ice cream, it's like, it makes me so thirsty. I don't even like ice cream that much. <laughs> Uh, like I'd rather do a a row of Oreos with some milk. Yeah, no, I like ice cream, but I'm kind of like a, most people would think I'm kind of boring because I'm like vanilla or like pralines and cream, which is like vanilla with candied pecans and caramel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, it's not my go-to. You know what I love though, dude? I love pizookies, bro. Like give me a scoop of cream on a cookie. (laughs) Think about that for a minute, dude. Because huh, it was, I was my mind was going. I don't know if you remember, but my favorite favorite was when uh, BJ's restaurant had uh, they had an oatmeal cookie, mm, and that was yeah. my favorite. And then they got rid of it. And see, that's me. I'd rather have like a you know a give cookie, me a warm a, chewy cookie over ice cream any any day. day, dude. Sick of ice cream. And my kids and my wife are all about ice cream. And of course, like, I don't turn it down. I'm like, no, sure, of course not, you know, yeah. I'll get a shake or something or a scoop or whatever. But it's just not my jam. It's just not my go-to. <laughs> you know, what's funny is my mom does not like ice cream at all. She like, she just does, won't even eat it. So yeah. funny. Yeah. So I had a shake. I mean, it was, it was pretty good, but still like now I'm like chugging water because I'm thirsty. That is the most wild thing that ice cream makes you thirsty. Dude. <laughs> you never have that? No. Dude, it makes me parched. 
Does dairy in general make you parched? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I'm lactose intolerant and I still pound dairy. <laughs> Me too, bro. I actually got tested and I am slightly lactose intolerant and uh, I'm still eating cheese like it doesn't matter. though. There's no way around it. You cannot just like I love cereal, cheese. You can't do it. Yeah, I know. It is what it is. Yeah, I'll just yes, take sir. the bellyache. <laughs> let's get into some books. Oh, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's get into the B.O. Dub. Let's get into uh, Eat the Rich from Boom. Uh, why don't you go over um, the uh, creative team here? Yeah, I'll let you on. handle that section. Yeah, my. let me get to the right page, y'all. Eat the Rich from Boom Studios, written by Sarah Gailey. Uh, and I'm guessing that the art here was by Pius Bach and the letters by Roman Titov. Am I wrong on that? Colored by Roman. Colored by Roman. And lettered uh, by, uh, Cardinal? by Cardinal Ray. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And uh, it's, a, it's a wild story, dude. You're going to do, do an overview? So we know everybody that has listened to the show or, or um, heard Ross come on here. Uh, he always has given us all kinds of cool, cool uh, recommendations. Yeah. But he does like wild stuff. He likes some wild stuff. Let's not, let's not uh, kid. And so I wasn't knowing what to um, expect from this book. It, he said it was. Um, I remember when we talked to him last week. He was like, "It's a, like horror genre, but it's kind of something different and new, and um, not really like horror." Yeah. Um, so I was interested. Yeah, and we got lucky, dude, because the whole entire first volume was for free on Comixology. Yeah, you can't beat that. But um, I'll just, uh, since I'm no good at overviews, I'm going to go ahead and just read the blurb from the publisher here. Uh, With law school and her whole life ahead of her, Joey plans to spend the summer with her boyfriend, Aster. (laughs) Was that what her boyfriend, Aster? Yeah, it is. Uh Yeah, yeah. At his seemingly perfect I kept perfect wanting to call him Astro. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I was reading it, I was like, is this guy's name Astro? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so she's going away for the summer with her boyfriend Astro at his seemingly <laughs> perfect family home. Uh, but beneath all the affluent perfection lies a dark, deadly rot. Something all the locals live in quiet fear. Of, As summer lingers, Joey uncovers the macabre story of Crestfall Bluffs and the ruthlessness and secrecy lying in wait behind the idyllic lives of the 1%. Who can Joey save? Who wants to be saved? And can she even survive to tell the tale? Dude, I love the way you're reading this. Yeah. The bold, horrifying psychological thriller from Hugo Award-winning author Sarah Gailey. And artist Pius Bach with colorist Roman Titov and letterer Cardinal Ray. Yeah. Did so, you know that I do voiceover work on the side? You know what? I I could tell I, I could tell you do something on the side. I don't know what it is, if it's voiceover work or what, but that was pretty impressive, I'll be honest. You gotta be impressive at something in life. Yeah, dude, you got this uh, girl, she's dating this dude, they're both in law school. Yeah. And this dude's family is Super, Rich. super wealthy, super wealthy. And um, the little secret that they have that she doesn't know, do we want to just get it out there now or what? I mean, it happens pretty quick. Yeah. So basically what, what goes down is these rich families in this area, um, they basically, they eat people. But how it works is, like, say you have, um, and and. Going back to last week, Ross kind of explained this to us a little bit. Like, say you have um, some crippling medical bills that you can't afford. Mm-hmm. You can't afford medical care. You Not can only go, that, too. Some of it's like you got a kid who can't afford college. Or, right, right. Yeah. Any Anything when it comes to, to like, finances or so, something. So, basically, what they do is they, they give you a job. You get health insurance. They'll help your kid go to college or they'll help your kid with whatever disease they're fighting or you, whatever mm-hmm. issues you're going with. And they'll give you, I guess, a pretty decent life. Yeah, you know? and, they, and they'll call you part of the family. Your yeah, family. Your family. However, when your contract is up and, or when you retire, um, you are pretty much, um, you become the meal. 
Yeah. So part of the contract that you sign is that you're allowing them to, yeah, murder and eat you. And um, yeah, so that's how uh, it kind of kicks off here. And, and there's at, when we get through it too, we find out there's other like uh, caveats to these contracts and other things that kind of like go in, into some of these contracts that you don't know right away, which I thought was kind of crazy. But like we can get what? we can get to that later. No, give me one now. Well, remember when? Um, so one of the ladies that is hired as a nanny, yeah. Part she ends up revealing to Joey that part of the contract too is they also have to eat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Which yeah. kind of goes along with you know why they can't leave and all that. And we'll get to that later. But um, yeah, so she goes back to this like she's meeting this guy's family for the first time, mm-hmm. and Joey comes from like different background than he does. He comes from very like you can tell he comes he, from them who yeah. are rich and they have a bunch of rules and regulations about how you fit in and don't fit in. Yeah, traditions. She's high all strung about the first time meeting them about making sure because for whatever reason, like, and I'm not entirely sure it was clear to me. Well, actually, I know it wasn't clear to me. I don't know if it came through in the book. Maybe you got it. I wasn't sure of her motivations for wanting to be in this group so bad. Like, she's constantly telling herself, I really want to fit. This is where I wanted to be. And so she's just high strong about making sure she can pass as um, belonging there. Yeah, I I think, um, I mean, we can touch on it later, but she's coming from a totally different lifestyle and a totally different place than he is. And so part of me wants, you know, thinks this whole time, like, as we get further in the story, it's like she doesn't want to be there, but the lifestyle that she is afforded and allowed to to live, she like looks past all these things and just is like yeah. this is like I guess she puts that like that's her maybe her dream like yeah. is to to live that way and and I guess she did say something too like being in this group and part of this family would allow her an internship that would lead to a career. Right. It would help her because she's still going through law school and um, it would help her along that path. And that's always what she's wanted. You know, let me ask you a question up front. So Joey and Astro. Yeah. They're, (laughs) they're in a relationship. We're just going to refer to him as Astro (laughs) because I love it. Uh, I didn't get their relationship from the beginning, dude. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk and like but, all, like dismissive, short, never really giving her the time of day. It's wild. But then that maybe goes back to like her motivation to be with him. Maybe isn't f- that she's in love with the dude? Is that maybe it's what she can be provided with? You know, yeah, who yeah. he is and his family. You know, I don't know. But which makes me think maybe she's not as good as maybe they're trying to paint her because she's literally using them. Yeah, yeah. Like, and she admits it up front a bunch of times. Like, I just need to be here so I can get what I want. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, de- definitely multiple, like, things going on here in the story, right? And so, uh, in the first issue, she she meets the family. It kind of awkward. Like, she doesn't know how to react because they have, like, you know, butlers working for them that can get their mm-hmm. bags they have a nanny yeah. they have people you know working around the clock at their house and chefs and all kinds of stuff which she is not used to so she no. doesn't feel comfortable at all well and i love that the literally like the first test that she has to pass is the dad's asking if she wants a whiskey and she's about to say yes but that would have been to fail the test because what she needed to say was that she wanted a gin and tonic yeah, I didn't get that. I, or a I vodka it. tonic? Like, yeah, what's yeah. wrong with whiskey, bro? <laughs> yeah, I, I get. I don't know. The ladies only. The rich to... don't drink whiskey. Like that don't make no sense. Yeah, I didn't get that part either. I don't know how she felt because even Astro stepped in and had to help her there. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna die every time I say Astro? I love it, bro. I love it. Uh, but th- but that scene. So that that first test, which she passes by Astro's help. She kind of bounces for a second. <laughs> oh, gosh, I love it. I love it. And she goes down to the beach and she meets uh, Petal. Is that is that how you would say it? Petal Petal? Petal Petal? I thought it was Patel. Patel? Maybe it's Patel. 
And uh, this is like one of my least favorite scenes in the whole book because it it was a little bit like uh, when Val was a silhouette and no one's saying anything. Yeah. And you're just like, what? How's no one going to say anything about Val being a silhouette? Well, here, the little, you know, she's babysitting somebody's little baby, obviously. And um, dude I think just it's starts. Astro's brother. Is it Astro's brother? Yeah. Uh, maybe his name's Comet. And. Uh, <laughs> Who's going to ever take this show seriously when this is what we do? Uh, he's gnawing on a human jawbone. And, like, what? Nobody sees that he's gnawing on a jawbone? So, I think... So, let me... When, Don't when even try this, to stick up for it. Man. I am. I am. Because when you mentioned this to me, I, I didn't think about it. And I went back and read through this part. <clears throat> and so, the nanny obviously knows about it. You can tell by the... the, the just her facial expressions that uh, Bach uses. Like, you can tell she's like, uh-oh, like, what's going on? And as we look forward, like in this book, and as we get further along in it, I think that like when people go here, it's almost like everybody automatically knows what's going on here. And so the nanny, I think later when her and Joey start this, you know, relationship was very surprised later to find out that Joey had no idea going into, you know, it that this goes down. And she even mentioned multiple times, like, hey, uh, Astor didn't tell you any of this? And she's like, no. So for one, maybe the nanny just thought she knew already, so didn't make a big deal about it. And two, I think at this point, Joey is so, like, worried and distraught and, like, freaking out trying to impress the family. I don't even think she even notices because she's so, like, in this, like, zone where, like, she's freaking out. Mm-hmm. You know, because she got there, she already almost failed the test from the dad. She really wants to impress them. She really wants to fit in, and she's failing miserably. So she's like freaking out, trying to get some advice from this nanny. And so I don't even think she really notices the baby at this point and what he's doing, gnawing on some jawbone washed up on the beach, <laughs> which is pretty <laughs> obvious. But I mean, I'll, I'll I'll try to give it the benefit of the doubt there, but it's still blew my mind a little and uh but after this dude so she's going up and like the first big thing they're gonna do is they've got a party they're going to and it's a retirement party and we've kind of already spoiled that for all the listeners about what's going down here but she doesn't know she just thinks she's going to a retirement party and dude it just gets wild and i started getting so uncomfortable because what's his name blart mall the the mall cop what's his name Peanut Blart and Jelly? No, it, um, Bump. They call Bump. He, he calls him Bump. <laughs> yeah, Bump has to to give the uh, <laughs> the speech at this thing, and uh, Bump is just... Astro's friend. <laughs> Bump is Astro's friend. And uh, he looks uncomfortable because he, he's got to give this speech. And at the time, we're just like, okay, maybe he's just like scared to public speak or something. But uh, he gets up there, dude, and he just starts roasting everybody, man. What'd you think? Literally right and figuratively like roasting this dude who's retiring. Yeah. Uncomfortable, man. Just making me feel awkward as could be. Really? I didn't feel that bad. I just... um, I did. Look at that old dude just sitting there taking it all. Yeah, well, he signed the contract. Yeah, it's, but... Um, I don't know. That'd be like saying, well, the ref signed uh, uh, an application to work here, so she should take all the punishment the coaches are giving her. But yeah, dude, they, he roasts this guy, and it's like tradition. You find out this family and, and all these people have like all these traditions when they come to this place. And so she... She was already uncomfortable trying to fit in. She's, She's dressed wrong. Yeah, not even dressed appropriately compared to everybody else. So for her, I mean... And he doesn't help her again. Like, he's done this, obviously, his whole life. He knows about these things. And he doesn't guide her into like, hey, you probably don't want to wear that. He just says, whatever's comfortable. Yeah. What a jerk. Astro. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny, bro? I don't even remember his real name at this point. Astor. A-S-T-O-R. Oh, Astor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so... um. After this row, she's uncomfortable. You know, she's going to try to um, 
unwind. Yeah, and again she finds herself on the beach. But what does she see this time? They kind of they're chopping up old dude that just retired. Yeah, the dad, and basically they're they're dismembering him, and they're gonna grill him up. Yeah. What do you think as you're reading it, and you get here, and you finally see this is what's going on? I mean, I know the title kind of leads you down that direction, that path, but what do you think? Besides all of our laughter aside, laughing at Astro's name here. We should probably f- switch it at this point. All right. All, all giggling aside. Um, I was in. I love the premise so far. I was like, dude, this is going to be rad. Um, I, I, I thought it was a great first issue. Great setup. Um, I was all for it. And um, besides what I like, kind of little Ross kind of told us, like, I didn't know what to expect, but I, I liked it. I thought the art was really cool. How how did you like the art? I loved it, dude. I love the coloring too, especially that scene on the beach, like where it's all lit up. Yeah, like really with the well fire. No, yeah. is that the one you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Where they got the hand on the on the grill. Yeah. So I I enjoyed it and um, definitely was um, not expecting it to be this good. Maybe I don't know, just because I'm not a huge horror genre fan, but I I really enjoyed the first issue and I was re- like I. I, I think when you mentioned, hey, maybe let's try this one, I was like, all right, let me read issue one and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll let you know what I what I think of it. Yeah. And uh, I got through issue one and I like sent you a thumbs up. I was like, dude, this is going to be a cool one. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, they're a bunch of rich snobs when they can't even bust out the charcoal Weber and they're grilling a hand on some propane. Are you a propane guy or charcoal? Charcoal. Give me the carcinogens. Get that stuff all over it and let's grub. <laughs> What about the time frame it takes? Well, yeah, I mean that's true, but I grill so infrequently, and then and that makes it so it's like if I'm going to grill, it needs to. It's a whole ceremony. Yeah, I got you. All right, I was just curious. Let's carry on. So, dude, after you finish issue one, like going forward, like what what are your thoughts? What are you thinking? Do you have any ideas of what's going to happen? Because my ideas were way off compared to what really goes down in the rest of the book. Yeah, I didn't know how how much this meat eating thing was going the eating the humans was going to be uh such a widespread thing you know as you kind of mentioned earlier yeah um no, nor did i really know that uh aster was going to be in on it the way that he ended up being cuz he seemed uncomfortable with it remember even before he's getting there he's like you know he doesn't drink anymore so he's worried about that and being around them all yeah, you- so there was part of me that was still rooting, like, hey, when she tells him, maybe he'll listen. But I shouldn't have even thought that because, like, even from the beginning, he wasn't really ever listening to her. And I want to know, like, what he expected to happen, like, taking when her there in the first place and not even her knowing anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, me too. But yeah, so she's freaked out. She can't, like, Aster's knocked out from his sleeping meds from and from the party so she's like i'm gonna do some investigating she's bebopping around dude trying to find out like because she's going to law school you know so my mind is thinking okay she's going to like low-key detective style because they're supposed to stay there all summer right so i'm thinking this this whole summer she's gonna like get like build this case against this family and that's how it's gonna go down that's how i thought this was gonna proceed moving forward so i'm like sweet dude we're gonna get some detective stuff and she tries you know and um she's interrupted by uh one of the maids yeah the nanny and nanny and uh she ends up finding out a lot from from her she kind of t- fills her in on, on on the family and and what's going on. And uh, this is when you is this when you find out that um, no, this isn't when you find out. But one of the big surprises, and I, maybe you mentioned this already, is that you find out once you eat uh, the human meat, which is pretty much the only meat they're serving, you can't leave. Like, because you'll starve. Well, you could leave because they go there all, like, that's the place they go right, all the time. But you're summer. never going to be able to to leave uh, this sort of community anymore. Right, yep, like, yep, you're, you're, right. you're locked into it. Correct, yeah. And uh, maybe that's kind of what Aster was thinking, too, is, like, it didn't really matter to tell her because the first time she has oh, dinner with yeah, them all, she's yeah. locked in. Yep, yep. Yeah, because once they do it, they experience, like, this hunger. 
Mm-hmm. And like, if they try to stop, they literally will starve. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I, I thought this was a pretty crazy interaction between her and the nanny. Um, you know, the nanny kind of fills her in like, yeah, that like how, for one, how come uh, Astor didn't tell you? That's crazy. And for two, like, you know, this is why I did it. I'm going to die anyways. Mm-hmm. Why not live a good, nice, comfortable life? Where I have access yeah. to the healthcare I have. Where yeah, because have... Joey is her name, right? Yeah, she was she was just beside herself once. Uh, is, what's uh, the nanny's name again? Patel. Patel. We're gonna get it wrong. We're butchering that, maybe, but yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, because she fills Joey in on the fact that you know you sign these contracts, you know what you're getting into, and Joey's just like, "Why the heck would you ever sign something like that?" And that's when. She tells her all the stuff that you were mentioning. Yeah. So pretty interesting, pretty cool interaction between them two. Um, it almost seems like the nanny kind of like doesn't care that she was snooping around. She's like, yeah, go ahead, do whatever. She yeah. finds like this wedding ring. So we, we get the impression that uh, Astro is going to uh, propose to her. Yeah, I, I really like the nanny. She seems like a, a cool down to earth character. Um but when she's leaving this office or trying to go back to her room from her little detective escapade here, you notice that the stepmom saw her and, and knew what she was up to, right? Yeah. And so that kind of made me nervous for like what's that gonna what's that gonna do? Yeah. Um I was a little nervous too because the stepmom seems like very sneaky, conniving, like crazy lady. Yeah, but we quickly find out that she kind of pulls her aside and is like, she is pretty much the same person as as Joey was at her age. Like, comes from you know she she met her husband uh, Astor's dad. Uh, she was a waitress, you know, so she was like just an average person that came into this lifestyle. And it's almost like when they get into this lifestyle and see how they could live, they're like. They're just okay with it. They're like, all right, this mm-hmm. is just part of the deal. Like, if I have to do this, but I could live this way, then that's and not okay. only And not only that, like in Joey's case, or even in her case, like at the time, uh, it, it's this weird, like, almost like, um, I don't know if a catch-22 is the right way to put it, but they're trapped, too. Like, yeah. so you, you almost have to make the best of a crappy situation, because what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. You can't like if she tries to dip and bail now, you know, they're basically on this like vacation island. They drive, you know, and as you get further into it, you find out that everybody that's there is part of this huge, rich community, I guess you can call it, you know, that they're all the same. You know, they are doing the same thing. Yeah. And so there's like no escaping it. So it's either like, mm-hmm. hey, you just give in and join. And one, you know, like you said, once she starts eating the meat, she can't leave anyways. Yeah. And uh, or you're just gonna become dinner. Mm-hmm. And the the thing that we find out, which is crazy, which why these people that sign these contracts, why they can't leave, is because in the contract they also have to at least eat, you know, a tiny bit of uh the meal every time as well mm-hmm. so now yeah. they just can't up and leave because they'll starve and die so it's mm-hmm. like they have to stay there they're stuck yeah so pretty interesting like the premise is insane yeah let me ask you this as you're reading this because this is what i was thinking the whole time you know the dudes from comedy central uh key and pale yeah. Jordan Pale. How do you say his last name? I might be butchering that. No, I want you to try it again because I like Key how and Peel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So Jordan Peel, he's a movie director now, right? And Did I you think- read this? People were mad about it, honestly. They said that this was a ripoff of Get Out. Were they? Yeah. See, I didn't know that because the whole time I was uh, I, I was reading this, I immediately thought this would be uh a, a movie that he would direct or write or something. Yeah. So if you go to AIPTcomics.com when we're done and read their review of issue one, they did not like it. Oh, the dude man. just thought it was a generic ripoff of Get Out. Very interesting because the whole time, that's what I was going to mention. Like I 
was like, dude, this could be a movie for for him to be directing because I think he has three movies out. He has he has Get Out, No um, One, Us, Us. Was it Us with the doppelgangers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the new one, uh, Nope. Yeah, Nope. Which I only watched um, Get Out. I wa- yeah, I watched Get Out. I watched parts of the um, the doppelganger movie. What's, what is it called again? Us? I think or, Us. Yeah. yeah. I, so I watched part of that, but dude, that one was too scary for me. Yeah. I'm not a scary I'm not a scary comic reader or a scary movie watcher. Well, you wouldn't like his new one, right? Because it, it seemed like there was aliens. I said <laughs> nope to that one. Even, like I, The movie title is what I did, and Nailed I did not watch you. it yeah. because I was too freaked out with aliens. I wanted to because, like, I really liked the first movie he put out. And then um, I, I tried watching us, but I was that one was scary for me. <laughs> Those were gnarly, dude. Anyways, but yeah, to get back on track, I, I was thinking the whole time I, I was reading this, I was thinking it, it was, um, you know, could be a movie for, for him to be writing yeah, or directing. That's or something, funny. For sure. Yeah. Your instincts were pretty much spot on, I guess. But um, dude, as we get as we keep going, like the the mom almost like. At first, I thought she could be an ally or like some like not an ally, but some like almost like a weak link that could be fidgeted with because she was being so open and honest with Joey. It seemed like a breath of fresh air, even though she's so evil. Yeah, like she she even like I guess what I'm trying to say is like. She even fooled me a little bit. You know, yeah, with- no, she, her, I thought her character was really cool because she was very like the way she talked was so smooth and it basically mm-hmm. like persuaded Joey to be like, okay, like, yeah, I could, I could push through the summer and deal with this and, and cause it's going to get me to where I want to go. Yeah. And, um, I'll, I'll just, I'll be fine. I could do it. And so she's like, let's just push through. She almost just kind of yeah. puts it off the back burner. And, um, you know, they end up like sitting down at the table and she she tastes her first bite and she's like, oh, this doesn't even taste that bad. I could do this, you know. And so like her whole mindset got changed by this, you know, pretty like she played her like a fiddle. Um, So as as she finally is like settling in and almost like to the point where she's like, okay with it now. They get to another like retirement party, right? Oh, yeah. And it's kind of like the the it's kind of like it all over again. She kind of freaks out. Um, this time, uh, Aster has to go help his dad with 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 the uh, with the dirty deed of of taking down somebody, you know. So he like goes off, and she's kind of like standing there on the beach. She's talking to the mom, and the mom's trying to again. Here she comes, just sweet talking her way in, just trying to tell her it'll be okay. And, um, this is kind of when we see the first, like, little bit of that hunger, that starvation that you'll feel if you don't, you know, now that she ate that meat, like her stomach is like, you know, you see it in the art where she's like grabbing her stomach because she's so Mm -hmm. hungry and it's like a hunger she's never felt before because she's tasted, you know, human meat. But she just keeps on going. Like, yeah, she, it doesn't stop her. She keeps eating. She's going like deeper down the rabbit hole, just thinking she's gonna wait out the summer. And once summer's over, she thinks it's gonna be fine. You know? Yeah. Even to the point where she's like living the lifestyle now. I know she's got you know the face like mask she on. yeah she she's is been... totally changed and is like now turning into the a, a completely different person than she was in the very first few issues yeah. you know and the the one person who's able to to keep pull, to like pull her back uh to who she really is is uh the nanny the nanny yeah they're like hanging out all the time and um they end up their relationships end up going to a spot i didn't think was going to yeah like yeah. i did not see this part coming so they end up kind of like falling in love mhm and um they're they're able to confide in each other and she's able to talk to her and like tell her stuff uh, like who like i think that's the real joey we're seeing is right here you know that's what i mean and i i guess someone else is trying to retire i don't know if we saw her before who that is but she's trying to bounce for some reason 
And uh, Joey decides to try to save her from the dad who's going to just take her out for trying to leave before her actual retirement. And uh, this kind of just cascades into to a whole show. Showdown. Yeah, yeah, this is where it gets, like, pretty wild. Like, I didn't see this one coming. But um, like you said, I, I think we, you know, now that she's, like, able to talk to someone other than the family, you know, like, it gets Joey back to who who she really is i think you know mm-hmm. and so yeah the the lady that you're you mentioned i don't think it's like someone we've seen before but it's just one of the, one of their um their people that signed a contract they can no longer stay because their their child's doctor like moved away or something so they have to follow where the doctor is so she's like i have to break the contract i have to leave mm-hmm. and the dad's like no like you can't just leave and break the contract sorry and she's like yeah i'm dipping Mm-hmm. And um, Joey's not going to let that happen. She's going to no. try to save this lady. Then the dad starts coming after her, and it it was a a wild few pages of them like just chasing each other around. And uh, she she ends up at this part at, back at the party that they're having. Spoils the party, and um, this is when you see the crazy side of the stepmom. Yeah, puts her puts her to sleep. Yeah. And then when she wakes up, dude, asks her is uh, gives her an ultimatum more or less, and it's not a good ultimatum because neither outcome is really what she wants. And uh, you know, it's either stay there, marry him, get everything you want, but you know, be part of this corrupt group, or you know, you could leave and die. And uh, it's not it's not a fun choice that she has to make, and so she kind of comes up with a with a plan. Yeah, so basically what's going down is as he's given her this ultimatum, more of the like the story comes out and basically like they use summer break as like um a a huge community get together where they all gather up and uh what what's the place called? Crestview Bluffs or whatever. Crestfall Bluffs. Yeah, they all gather there all from all across the I would assume world, right? And um she, because she's still trying to escape. She's explaining to, um, you know, Aster that she's like, "I'm dipping. I'm out of here. Summer's over. Like, I'm out of here." And he's like, "You're never gonna get away from us. We're everywhere. Yeah. We're in the big tech companies. We're here. We're like, right, yeah. we he's like, you're are, never gonna get a job if you bounce. Yeah. There's, we're everywhere. You're never gonna be able to get away from us. And, you know, the hunger. You're gonna starve. And she was like, "Well, well what do you mean, like?" How do you eat on the outside? And he's like, that's what there's contractors for. He's like, I don't know how the whole supply chain works, but they ship out meat to us throughout the year, you know? And so that it gets way bigger than what I expected it to be, mm-hmm. I guess. Wow. And uh, the nanny, her, I guess, more or less girlfriend at this point, kind of takes out Astro yeah, knocks he, him out. yeah, she shows up with like an iron, jacks him up, dude. I, I was super stoked at this point. I was like, dude, all right, they're gonna get the heck out of here. She's gonna. This is where I was thinking they're getting the heck out of there. She's gonna use her law school and you know take them down. Yeah, that's what I was expecting, but totally didn't happen that way. Yeah, and uh, I'm not entirely sure how this plan came to her mind. It looks like she tastes Aster's blood on. On her, on man, I wish we knew how to say her name because I every time I get to it, I'm getting scared to say it. But I thought it was Patel. Okay, I'm gonna say Petal. Let's say Petal. <laughs> Let's say Petal. Sure. She decides. She tastes that blood, and she's like, oh, "It's them." Yeah. Well, and so I, when I first read that, what I thought was they're the cure. Like if you eat one of the the human meat eaters, you won't have the hunger anymore. But that's not what ends up going down. No, I think what it, w- yeah, I, I, I think what, how I, I think what I'm trying to say is, is they realized that if they did, in fact, just leave and run, they know they're going to die of starvation. They don't want to. So they were, they were going to have to kill somebody anyways to eat. Mm-hmm. Well. So why not kill these people that are terrible people? 
but the in turn now they're turning into that same i know you know this is so a it's big like a dilemma for me at yes the end. yeah it's like uh, damned if you do damned if you don't kind yeah. of thing dude because one thing i know for sure that i've learned since i was a kid i'm still pretty sure is true and accurate is that two wrongs don't yeah. make a what they don't make a right <laughs> You're, yeah but yeah, they get this plan, and we kind of don't really see it play out. It's just kind of like, how how would you say it? Kind of just like really quick. Like, they just take out everybody, and they just are kind of chilling on the beach at the end together. It's kind of like a, yeah, it's kind of like a quick snapshot where they basically get all the people that have signed these contracts to band together yeah. to rebel against all the rich people. And now we, you know, you get the name of the book, Eat the Rich, because now they're the ones sitting there feasting on the bodies of the rich people just having a good old time on the beach. Yep. What'd you think, bro? Definitely a wild story, man. Didn't go anywhere as what I what I expected it to. Um which it wasn't a bad thing. It was just very um wild. I I guess that's all I could say. Not not didn't expect it. After I read issue one, um I was hooked and and um i was like okay kind of kind of see where this is going but totally didn't expect it to go the way it did and it was it was a wild story man i will admit it wasn't my favorite i did love the artwork i thought the artwork was great throughout um I, there was multiple characters that i thought were really well done but um it was cool overall it was a cool story right on what about you what do you think uh I liked it. I liked the premise uh, enough. Like it was, it was definitely captured your attention. I thought the twists and turns throughout were interesting, and I was like tense, like you know, wondering what's going to happen and and uh, all that stuff that was going through. I just couldn't. The ending just didn't land with me. I'm still confused about it, to be honest with you. Like in terms of what I know that the author was trying to say, I don't get how that ending plays out into her favor. Uh, and you know, anybody who's interested, you can, you can read the back matter. We'll try to avoid as much of the political talk as we can, but I just don't know how it landed. I didn't really get it. It kind of felt like a weird turn of events. Like I would have much rather had it go down the way you were expecting it to go down. Like, she gets out of there with their girlfriend and somehow, you know, they take them down. Uh, not becoming them, that just seemed strange to me. Yeah. So I would say, like, I was I was loving it. It kept me, I, you know, I read it fast. It was a page turner. Yeah, it definitely kept uh, me engaged, for sure. The artwork was great, like you said. And just that ending. I just, like I said, still right now, uh, I'm a little confused on the whole thing. So for me, I'd probably give it a three and a half. Yeah, that's where I was going to land as well. Uh, but I enjoyed it, and I had fun reading it. Yeah, good. Me too. We'll have to get with Ross, see if he can give us a little more in-depth uh, analysis yeah. of what he thought. Yeah. Maybe we can get a little bit more from him. You can get a little chat going on Discord, maybe. Have yeah. everybody pitch in their ideas. Yeah, because it's been out for a while. I think it's came out in 2021, I think. Yeah. But definitely a fun read. Uh, cool that we could jam it for free on Comixology. Sometimes Comixology comes through, man. Yeah, they do. And when you're in a pickle like we were, that's what we had to do. Huh. Anyways, real quick, man, before we wrap it up, uh, give us a give us a little rundown of a couple of reads you got into besides our uh, Bo Dub this week that you really enjoyed. Quick little speed round. Yeah, or we might be able to talk about a couple real quick uh, that we both read. I want to talk about one with you before we bounce, I know for sure. But I'll give you a quick speed round. Well, I don't really have much of a speed round because I kind of want to get into the other two I know we read. But I will say I read It's Only Teenage Wasteland number four, which ended that arc. And it was wild, dude. And it ended in a way where it seems like it's only Teenage Wasteland can pick back up later, but in a different time frame. Oh, uh, that could be cool. So that'd be interesting. Uh, I highly recommend it. It was wild, fun read and ended on an even more wild note. Uh, yeah, I liked it. That's a quick speed round of that. But that ended well. I really enjoyed that series. It was cool. Nice, dude. But I'm dying to chat with you about 
don't spit in the wind and once upon a time at the end of the world. Do you think we have enough time to let's let's whip right through them because they All were right. both really good. Let's do yeah. um, let's stick with boom here. Let's go with once upon a time at the end of the world. Check out this cool foil cover I got. That's so rad, dude. Yeah, so I picked up a foil variant. Super stoked on it. I'll say this: it totally redeemed it. De- redeemed the series for me after four. Because remember, with four, it's four, right? We just yeah. read five. Yeah, this is five, four. Yeah. I was a little on edge, like, man, these rangers are weird. I don't know if I want to keep reading about these weird rangers. But this one was cool, and I think you said it in a way that was like very true and accurate, like as a reminder, because you kind of lost that a little bit maybe in four. But this is a love story. Yeah, and like this one kind of hits you in the face with it, with all the stuff that Maceo does and what he's what he does at the end to get out of these apocalypse skins, which, by the way, were hilarious. But it's just a big statement of love for him, for Mezzi, you know, yeah, and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, like Ray said, this is just a love story. You have to remind yourself. Of yeah. That. And I had to constantly tell myself th- that throughout this whole run, because it's like this post-apocalyptic love story. And I really enjoy post-apocalyptic stuff. So I'm getting into that aspect of it. And then this love story, I'm like, I'm trying to put the love story on the back burner and Uh get more into like the world and everything. But I'm like, wait a second, you got to read this as a love story. Like that's what I remember when issue one came out, it was like, you can find love in the uh, post-apocalyptic world, you know? Yeah. And so, um, but I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought the uh, apocalyptic games was like you said, so funny. Some of the stuff they were doing like tackling cactus oh my gosh just hysterical and he fails miserably at all of them but then you know he comes back with this crazy invention dude and um just blows the rangers away yeah Yeah, i'm not gonna spoil it he he basically blows the rangers away in a way you wouldn't expect yes and um kind of turns the tides in his favor and then um at the end of the book, we get like another, you know, how they've been doing in all the previous issues. You get another like glimpse in the future of what what they're going through, and it's wild. And Maceo and Mezzi are separated in the future. And then the very last page turn, you see them kind of reunite for the first time, which looks like in years. Mm-hmm. And so there's definitely, I think, going to be another another arc. There's got to be, you know. Oh, yeah. I think there's three. Oh, is there? Yeah. Sweet. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I like the way it ended. It was a cool read, um, fun world. I thought the characters were great. So, um, I enjoyed this one, man. Yeah. And with the flash forward, uh, I'm still left with questions like, you know, uh, I felt like clearly they were separated and were kind of mad at each other in some form or another, and even at that last panel, they're standing in front of each other in a way that's not so like so good to see you. It's been so long. It's more of a like nervous energy. Yeah, like, and it's weird too because at the end, before we get that jump fast forward, they're like in love with each other. So I'm mm-hmm. interested to see what happens, man. Yeah, and I think uh, like that tagline that you said is going to ultimately be hopefully the end is like. You know, at the end of the world, there's or in any relationship, you know, there's these these moments of closeness and then kind of feeling far apart, but then coming back together. And maybe that's gonna kind of be how yeah, yeah. it all goes down at the end of the world for Maceo Mezzi. But I mean, it seems wild because I still think she's the one who's talking about him having that book thing. Like she's the, book the one. And the machine, yeah. And so because I don't know. Who else he'd be talking about? Because the Ranger Ma died. I mean, anything could happen, but that's kind of where where my guess is at the moment. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping for for a good love story ending. Hmm. It'll be interesting. Do you think Mezzi takes over as the new Ranger lady, but leads them in a different direction? Yeah, could be. Yeah, Hmm. it could very well be. Uh, Yeah. Because the way she was even talking to the Rangers in, in present time, I, I don't know, or, you know, when they were right, younger, right, right. was a little bit like, you know, so authoritative. Like, right. maybe they look to her now. Yeah. You know? So, very interesting, but super cool read, man. I'm glad I got to read this one with you. I'll yeah, I love to. it, man. It was great. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, and then Don't Spit in the Wind by Mad Cave, dude. This- Ended up being a 
I think you said it best again, dude. Refreshing read. It was my favorite read of the week. And I don't want to, you know, I'm going to say this, but I don't want to say it in a bad way. It was just simple, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was the... It was a quick read, which was one mm-hmm. thing you said if you had to, you know, knock it for anything. It just seemed like it went really fast, which is fine. But, dude, it was great, man. I loved the setup. I loved the world. The characters the seemed, yeah, the artwork was fantastic. The characters are super cool. And um, I think it's going to be neat, man. You basically yeah. follow this dude and his crew. They're, they're sent back to Earth. Earth is like, it's almost another post apocalyptic yeah, story yeah. where Earth is like, so toxic nobody can live there there's only animals there you know and so these th- these are like new age garbage men that come down to earth they're trying to clean up all the 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 waste and um you know he, he's in love with this lady named cassandra she works <laughs> on one of the ships that's down there uh-huh. and anyways um one of the crew members go missing and uh-huh. so they're on their search for this crew member and towards the end of the end of the volume um he get he's like getting attacked by this swarm of like locusts and he's like using this flamethrower dude i thought the art was the rad the artwork there was so rad so he's calling for backup but no one really cares about these garbage men on earth you know so they're not getting much help and then the crew that found the missing um their missing partner they just found his head Mm-hmm. And so they're calling for backup and that's how it kind of ends. And you're just like, dude, I love this. All right. Where is it going? You know, like yeah. I, I just love the buildup and, and it was a cool first issue for me. Yeah, dude. I loved it. I'm all in definitely keeping up with that one. It was, uh, definitely what I needed this week. So oh, dude, cool. me too. That, you know, the, the once upon a time at the end of the world and, and don't spend the win were my two favorite reads by far. And, um, you know, it was just one of those that you sit down and even though it was a quick read, like you can just get lost in that world and be like, dude, that was a read that I needed to just like, you know, sit down and relax and read a cool story. And that was it. Yeah. Right on buddy. I'm glad we uh, got, got into all those. It was a good week. Eat the rich was good. Once upon was good and don't spend the wind was good. And you know what? Like, it was a good week to uh, have these because last week was a little bit of a weird week. So it was good yeah. to have some good reads. Yeah, it was definitely great. I also, real quick, I finished up uh, Gotham City Year One, Issue 6. Oh, nice. That concluded that run from Tom King, Phil Hester. Um, it was rad, dude. The art was incredible. Um, just the grittiness and the darkness of Gotham. I still am kind of like... I guess I'm okay with it, but like they kind of tie Batman into it, you know, even though like, even though it's not a Batman story, it's still a Batman story. Right. Yeah. Which I don't think he had to do, but, um, and since it's so new and just came out, I kind of won't spoil how it ends, but, um, you know, it's basically the whole story is being told from slam slam Bradley's point of view as he's an old man laying in the hospital bed, like explaining this to Batman, like this side of his family that he probably didn't know about. Oh, so and, is that who was writing those letters that was unclear who was writing them before or who was. So the person who was writing those letters was actually Batman's grandfather. Hmm. And um, it's like they are the ones who like begin like all the corruptness and craziness in Gotham because of the choices that they made and what they did to still keep the Wayne name like, I guess, in good graces with the city because it it was it was a crazy story, man. Hmm. Uh, I think you would like it. It's dark, but it's it's good. Right on. I'll have to pick it up when it's on the app. Yeah, once it comes out in three months on, on DC app or whatever, however long it takes, definitely read through it. Um, it's really cool. Just the art alone is rad. And yeah. Slam Bradley as a character is a super cool character. I really love him. Um, so, yeah, when you read it, there's a couple questions I want to ask you once you get through it. But it, it was a cool story. I'm glad I finished that one up. Right on. Well, hey, since we're uh, well past time you mind if i just do a quick read through of what uh we're looking forward to next week and if i miss anything you can jump in nope knock it out saga 63 stillwater 18 kaya 7 where monsters lie 3 mosley 3 can't freaking wait for that dude samurai doggy 5 how i became a shoplifter 3 hopefully for real this week 
cover the dead with lime four, hopefully for real this week again. Fallen two, Ross, looking at you. I'm gonna need to know how that's keeping up. And uh one for you here, comic book dad. Grammaton Punch Two. Dude, I, I love man. that first issue on Comicsology. If uh, yeah, if you have it, go check it out. It's free on there. Super fun read. So it'll be cool to get back into that world. Heck yeah, man. And just as a reminder, check out coffeeandacomic.com. Enter our coupon code at checkout, comic book layer in all caps. Save yourself 15%. Rad shop, well stocked. Check it out. Save some money. Win win. Get some coffee. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. What do we got going on next week, though, man? Dude, next week we're just hanging in the lair, man, catching up on uh, books we're reading. Hopefully we can get into Mosley. That's the one I'm most looking ah, forward to next week. So. And um, yeah, so we'll definitely probably be chatting about that one and uh, catching up on shows and everything we're getting into, man. It's going to be fun. Heck yeah, buddy. Yeah, real quick. I've been watching this Showtime show called Yellow Jackets. Man, it's freaking wild. But we'll talk about it next week. It sounds familiar. Like I, I think I've seen some stuff. A high that. school soccer team who was flying to nationals and their plane went down in the middle of nowhere in the mountains. And it's like these girls and one coach who are surviving, trying to stay alive. And uh, let's just say they start to lose their minds a little bit. And it's freaking nuts, dude. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Dark. Super dark. But uh, I'm having, I can't stop watching it. It's just it's got me hooked. But uh, anyway, man, how can people follow up with us and make sure they they catch all the CBL goodness? Dude, yeah, definitely subscribe to our show wherever you're listening to your podcast. Uh, let us know how we're doing. We'd love to hear from you. Head over to our um, Instagram at the Comic Book Lair. It's where you can see everything uh, we've been reading, what we're watching. And then jump on over on our Discord. Um, let us know what you thought about Eat the Rich. Um, give us some more insight on it and uh, yeah. what you thought. Let us know what you're getting into. We'd love to hear it. Um, the stories you're reading and uh, get recommendations from y'all. Thank you, buddy. And um, yeah. Anyways, we appreciate it. Keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds. Astro out. Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R-O-S-E-K-A-T audio.com.